what happened when a black guy, a white dude, and an Hispanic man happened to be pro wrestling marks? You get debates, roasting, and fun in Jeep Nation's newest podcast, Breaking Ring Rust. And it starts right now. This is our number one first ever episode of Breaking Ring Rust. So to start, we're going to do some intros so you know who your hosts are. If you listen to our other podcast, the original G podcast, you know who I am, Rockin' Mr. Magic. But first, we're going to have JT and Ray introduce who they are. I'm going to ask some questions so you know who they are as far as their wrestling fandom. And then we can, we're going to move on with the rest of the show to start. Since I asked him first to be on the podcast first, JT, we're going to go first. First question I have for you of three is, when did you become a Mark? When I was three years old. I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, home of Jim Crockett Promotions. And my grandfather and I would sit on Saturday mornings and watch uh, wrestling, and I remember a lot of the angles from those days, and uh, my grandfather actually died uh, from having a heart attack watching professional wrestling, and that's a shame. Wow. So uh, I was a mark from a young age, and uh, growing up in Charlotte, saw a lot of the wrestlers at the supermarket, things like that, growing up working out at Steamboat's Mid-Atlantic Gym, um, so those were, uh, so I was a mark from a young age. Wow. So your grandfather passed away. Does that make it more of a kind of die doing something he loves type of thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah, my grandfather was like this tiny little man and he would literally sit on the edge of the couch and would be totally into it and would be, you know, talking to the TV and referee, you know, you saw that, you know, he was cheating, you know, he was, you know, he totally bought into it. You know, this was a completely different era. Kayfabe right. was alive and well, you know, you're talking about early eighties and he, you know, would really buy into it. And, um, you know, he, he really just, uh, was totally absorbed into it. And that was, that's some of my earliest Memories, if not my earliest memories, are as a three-year-old watching wrestling in in their house, um, and so uh, and so him uh, having a heart attack from that and that leading to his death, um, you know, absolutely instilled it as a big part of my life. Wow, really cool. Okay, uh, I know the answer to this, but our listeners don't. Your favorite wrestler? Then, now, or life of all time. Okay. Um, all time, you're asking me to pick my favorite child, um, but I can't I can't pick a favorite between HBK and the Nature Boy. Okay. okay. You know, so you've got you've got a tie. Yeah, it's it's I mean, you know, uh you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday I'll go with Nate, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday with Sean, and you know, Sunday I love them both the same. So there you go. Uh, you know, and it's probably, uh, you know, no secret than what my favorite match would be. either. Of course. Okay. Um, so last one, which is probably going to be between the two of those, your favorite finisher of all time. My favorite finisher of all time, uh, not one you hear a lot, but the burning hammer. 
Really? The Burning Hammer? Burning Hammer. Delivered by who? Um, you know, not so much who it's delivered by. I just think it's just such a sick-looking move, you know. Um, I mean, I think probably like anyone my age or about, you know, I discovered it through video games and then I've seen it delivered, you know, mainly by Japanese wrestlers and a few guys from, you know, the independents because you're never going to see that on a main scale, at least not truly delivered. Um, you're not going to see that in WWE. Um, but gosh, that's such a sick looking move. Um, yeah, God sense, uh, Wade Barrett. You know, um, yeah, and even he didn't deliver, at least in my opinion, the, the true way of just spiking it out, you know. Right. Um, and so that that all time, you know, is, is my favorite move, um, you know, uh, as far as a finisher. I, I just think that's just a sick move. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Ray, when did you first become a mark? That was right before WrestleMania 3. Uh, I was being loud and annoying, and my grandmother made me sit down and watch the guy she had a crush on, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and that was me falling in love with wrestling. Hulk Hogan was over with your grandmother. Awesome. Oh, my God. She loved him because she she's Italian, he's Italian. I'll just talk about how hot he was and why they had to make him Irish. And... <laughs> well, you know something, Grandma. <laughs> Okay. The sad part is they're probably around the same age. Uh, she might be five years older than Hogan, so. Oh, okay. Well, she's in the age range. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know this, um, but uh, for the listeners, your favorite wrestler. There's a pasta mania joke in there somewhere. Well, there is. <laughs> right now, he's got a limp noodle, brother. <laughs> uh, favorite wrestler of all time? All time. Would be The Undertaker. Okay, the dead man. Okay, I, only, I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. Only because he reinvented himself so many times. 28 years of the same gimmick, but not the same gimmick. The look, the treatment. Best character ever in wrestling. Okay. And then, I can't, you know, I can't argue with that. Um, Taker is one of my favorites. And you're right. I mean, the same gimmick yet revamped, rehashed, and Everyone has their favorite Taker version. Some love, you know, the uh, the big evil heel biker Taker. Some people love the original, you know, uh, with the with Paul Bear. Actually, not the original. Original with Brother Love, um, you know, and then having the vignettes with with Paul and the funeral parlor. Like everyone has their favorite Taker version. That's a great yeah. choice. Okay, uh, the good. original Undertaker is the best, and I love Ministry Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, if I can interject real quick, I always had this like this fantasy. I always wanted to like pull up beside original Undertaker in a car, and just like have him turn, like turn and look over and see Undertaker driving a car, and then just have him like reach out the hand and roll his eyes back, and then just like drive away. I always thought that'd just be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty interesting to say the least. And that was I, I, I wonder if he that, does that. And that was before I started doing drugs. <laughs> I wonder if he ever does that. He's in the car and Michelle McCool's next to him and he looks at her and gives her like a, a grin and he's like, I'm going to mess with these people over here and, and looks over at him with that, tur- that slow turn of his head, rolls his eyes back, probably freaks a lot of people out. 
That would be the best thing ever, huh? <laughs> All right, and then what is your favorite finisher? Uh, Looks-wise, the Canadian Destroyer, I would say, is one of the coolest finishers I've seen. That's a good pick. Canadian Destroyer is one great-looking move. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw Petey Williams hit it, and I was like, wow, what in the world was that? Yeah, you have to kind of rewind it, hit it in the slow-mo, and kind of try to figure out how in the world that happened. A cool. great finisher. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, that, um, that's my setup move on on all the W2, WB2K games. Okay. Because he destroys your setup. Yeah. That's a heck yeah. of a setup. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I will put my info out there. I became a Mark. I can't say the exact year. It was in the 80s. Um, probably... Oh, man, it was definitely late 80s. I was a, I, I credit Ted DiBiase for making me a mark. Um, I, I love the look. I love the laugh. I'm a, I'm a natural born heel for some reason. And DiBiase did it, did it for me. Um, I just, I loved, you know, I, I'm a flashy guy. So I loved you know, the glitter on the jacket, you know, the way he walked. It was just like, I was like, this man, this man's got it. I thought you were going to say you love Virgil. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Virgil, I, I'm probably one of his only fans. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike Jones, yeah, I'm probably, you know, he, he, I probably would have stopped him that high to him before I walked away from, from his booth. He, he's not selling it, Ray. He's not selling it. No, he's not. Yeah. No, I'm not going to sell it because I like, I actually do like Who? it. Who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Nobody likes Virgil. No. Not even no. Virgil likes Virgil. No. No, actually, that's not true. Matt was the one person who paid the five dollars in the New York subway for his autograph. That's right, <laughs> and I got my two dollars fifty cent change. Yeah, and, and Virgil went and, bought, and then and then Virgil went and bought some meat sauce. Didn't get anything <laughs> else with it, just the meat sauce. That was all he could afford with Matt's five dollars. Hey, at, he got at Olive Garden in New York City. <laughs> I'll leave the man alone. He was teaching in Pittsburgh for a while. Um, well, yeah, what class? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I forget. he was uh, he was teaching at um, Pittsburgh Central Catholic actually. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he was asking the girls if they wanted their meat sauce. You didn't know that he was teaching at Pittsburgh Central Catholic. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait a minute. They were they they had Virgil teaching at a religious school at a Catholic school. Yes. Oh God! I hope he wasn't in that indictment in Pennsylvania. I don't know. I can- well, 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 no. In all fairness, I, I, I could, I, if if they're molesting little girls, I could see Virgil in that, but not the little boys. I'll say that for you. Yeah, Pittsburgh Central Catholic is an all boys school, so. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll give Virgil a pass. I'll say, I'll, I'll say he probably didn't diddle the little boys. He he wasn't teaching there when I was there, so it's I don't know. So he was he was turning the other way as the other priests were giving. Oh, well, he was. I mean, he was in the NWO when I was there, so he was he was still on TV. My favorite wrestler, as you both know. Is uh, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels, uh, I, for so many reasons, uh, from what he could do in the ring, you know, promos, I love it, just love HBK from the Rockers to to now, love me some HBK. Uh, and my favorite finisher is tough because I like a lot of finishers, obviously because of my fandom with Shawn, I love Sweet Chin music. But my first favorite, and probably still is. Razor's Edge. I love the Razor's Edge. I loved the, how you know Scott set him up, and then he posed, and it was a power bomb unlike any other power bomb. And then after he, you know, after he would plant him, 
does the old with the hands mm-hmm. and wiping his hands with them. Loved it. Loved every part of that move. So Razor's Edge, my favorite finisher. Speaking of power bombs, like unlike any other power bombs, did you ever see the helicopter? I believe I've seen that. Which was Oz's finishing move. Yes, yes. Where he would basically get them up in the razor's edge and then spin them. Spin them. Awesome. Yep. And, and, and that is a move. And, 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 you know, I trained, you trained. That's a move I don't think I'd want to take because you, you don't have a whole lot of control over where you're going. Yeah, you've got no control where you're landing. Right. There's a lot of moves you can control where you're going. And that one, you're just, you know, you know, cross person. yourself a few times and pray you land in the right spot. Yeah. Because that, you know, um, that's insane. Yeah. Well, just like, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, in Japan, some guy lifted another guy, put him up in the, uh, for the F5, but spun him completely around. Mm-hmm. Like he, he did like two and a half revolutions. I'm like, bro, I'm not taking that. Yeah. No, no way. Yeah. I mean, F5, I don't have a problem with. I take an F5 from you. Yeah. Because but, I think, but, I would you take, take an F10 where I'm spinning you around? No no, 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 no. No, there's too much that can go on. You know, there's, and, and that, and that, and, and again, and, and this is, you know, I know this is where people say I'm the old man waving his fist at the sky, but, you know, th- there's, there, there's been a long standing tradition in wrestling. And when I train, and I'm sure when you trained, uh, especially knowing the people you train with, when you're in wrestling, you take care of yourself. You take care of the people that you're working with. And there are a lot of guys out there who just aren't taking care of anybody, much less themselves. True. And and it's dangerous out there. And I see stuff, and and it bothers me because things just aren't being taken care of. And... You know, granted, when when I trained, it was twenty something years ago. Um, you know, it was, you know, and I trained very little. You know, not the extent you did. Um, but it was let's try to keep this safe and make sure it looks real. And now, let's make this stuff as violent and as painful as possible, even though everybody knows it's quote unquote fake. Right. You know, and and then the people in the audience are laughing out while somebody's got a hard way and maybe legitimately hurt, you know, or paralyzed. And it's like, I think we got something backwards here, guys. Yeah. But when when, you know, when the kayfabe left, all of a sudden we got to make it look realer, got to make it look realer, got to make it look realer. And then you got people who are just crazy. Yeah. And And we end up with, you know, the circular... mm cycle where it's like okay everyone knows it's a work but we're acting more and more like it's not a work like new jack would be great for that right now because you know everything he did was virtually a shoot because he just could work well no you know something that was really good um and and i know uh, we're when we did our test run last week i was joking about having watched fall brawl 98 and you guys were all laughing about oh god that was terrible but even though the end of this match was terrible and it was an atrocity, um, if you watch Rick and Scott Steiner fighting each other, they laid that in. Oh, and, yeah. The Steiners were known for what they did. But they're working against each other, and man, did that look good. By guarantee, it was safe. You know, but that looked amazing. That looked like a fight. 
you know, it looked like a, a legit beam. It looked like a legit contest. But I guarantee you, it was safe. I guarantee you, Rick didn't. Rick and Scott didn't have to worry about one of them going to the hospital. Yeah. You know? Well, it's 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 different when you got Rick and Scott because you got two collegiate wrestlers who've been beating each other up their entire lives. Mm-hmm. So they they know how much they can get away with when it comes to pulling, you know, you know, throwing a work punch, and how much they can actually lay into each other. So they can do that and have a really realistic looking match compared to them wrestling someone else who they're just not as familiar with. They had that leeway. Uh, but you, a lot of the greats were known for that just laid it in. All, you know, Austin, you know, I'm not a big Austin fan, but he was known for saying, Hey, lay it in. I'm going to lay it in on you. Lay it in on me. Yeah. Just it makes it, it enhanced the realism. It made it work. Wait, you're not an Austin fan. No, but we'll get into that at a time. We will go down. We'll go down the rabbit hole. We don't got time for that now on this show. We'll 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 hit that on another show. Um, trust me, you don't. I just need one question answered. Which version of Austin do you not like? Stone Cold or Stunning Steve? St- uh, Stone Cold. Oh, I always thought it was the person you didn't like. Uh, at first, oh, I don't like the fact that he's beating up eight women. I don't like that at all. Um, well, he's a tough guy from Texas. I know a lot of tough guys from Texas that don't beat women either. No, that's true. Eight, eight women, those dumbas were inflated by the Democrats to make me look bad. Hey, I'm not the one who put the uh, rebel flag on his shirt either. He had, he had to like that wasn't there. But I digress. Um, he's a redneck, though. That's no excuse either. They do that in Texas. They do that. There's idiots in Pennsylvania doing that. They're not even close to Texas. That's true. All right. So I saw somebody flying a rebel flag by my work the other day, and I'm like, I went to walk over and just like, hey, you're you're on the wrong side of the line, brother. Yeah. Literally, you're on the wrong side. Literally on the wrong side of the Mason Dixon line. Yes, exactly. Those those people are stupid. Um, All right. So we can't go down that rabbit hole. We'll be here all night, and I have to pick up my son in an hour. So, all right, we need to do a, a whole Stone Cold show. One day. We will. I promise you, Ray, we will do a Stone Cold episode entirely to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll even have you watch a match and have you two call a match for that. Listen, I didn't say I should get punished for suggesting. <laughs> uh, trust me, it'll be a good one. By the way, Brock Austin. By the way, when it's my turn to pick a match, I've already got a match picked out that you two are going to call. Okay, I'm with it. I've already got it picked out, just so you know. All right. So I'm going to skip segment one because we just had to talk about Austin. So we're going to do a quick – this is going to a quick part of the show where I'm calling bury it or push it. We're going to throw some quick hitters hoping, out there. I was hoping we were skipping that part of the show. No, we're not skipping that. No, 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 no. Don't mess with my format. All right. And these are quick hitters, so it means you don't have to elaborate much. I Got it. Uh, first, first topic. Is Tony Schiavone showing up? No, no. There's, there's only room for one sexy bearded man, and that's me. Excuse me, I, I'm already filling that role. Thank you. Uh, Wait, I, no, no, I'm filling the role. Both of you came. Both of your beers combined can't fill mine. What are you talking about? That's, that's less of a beard and more of a bush at this point. What are you talking yeah. about? This is what real men look like. You look like Macy Gray's crotch right now. Hey, but it's still sexier than you, though. 
You like if they recast like a black Papa Smurf? Yeah, but my hair's not white enough for that. Well, soon. Oh, uh, yeah. Papa Smurf might have black hair. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. He's got a white beard. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? All right. Um. So, okay. So, number one, p- bury to push it. Again, you don't have to elaborate. So, say, bury it and why push it. Why? Flair's wedding, the kiss, the infamous kiss. I know you've seen this picture on the internet. The infamous kiss. Burying it or pushing it? Gross. Uh, bury it deep, deep, deep. Oh, God. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. What I'd push is the picture of him, Rodman, and The Undertaker with The Undertaker double fisting. That was awesome. That was too sweet. You bury you I love Ric Flair, but you got to bury that picture because I'd love to unsee that. That's the bottom line. Oh, well, we heard from Austin. Yes, I'm, I'm also going to join the consensus. I'm burying that. I know he's been with Fifi for a long time. I'm surprised it took him so many He's years. been with Fifi since I was on the Flair for the gold, and that was back when I was a Hollywood blonde. That's right. And uh, it, it only took him. It only took him, what, That's 20 years? It took him, what, 20 years in a health scare to finally marry the woman? Wow. I think Conrad got him some of that blue chew, and that helped out. That, there, there it is. <laughs> All right, so two. Now, one of you already expressed your, your lack of uh, interest, but I don't care. People like power couples. Keith Lee and Mia Yim have gone IG official. As a couple, which is kind of surprising because I still think that she and Shelton um, still have been rust in the sheets. But she and Keith Lee are now basking in his glory. Didn't you create an oxymoron when you said power couple? You have to have power to be a power couple. Yes. Hey, hey, Keith Lee is all about that power. You're going to bask in that Look, man's glory. This, this, Don't is, like, this, is, like, this is like a, a monk having one testicle. It's completely irrelevant. No one, no one knows. No one cares. I'm gonna bury it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, so give me your favorite wrestling couple. My favorite wrestling couple. Wait, Lexi do they have to be a real couple or an on-screen couple? Lexi and Murphy. Real couple, and both of them are workers. Lexi one can't Murphy. be a manager or valet. They actually gotta be workers. I've just answered you three times. Triple H, China. Okay. I can go with that one. I actually can't I can't argue with that one. It's probably best the best one. Ever. Of course it didn't last that long, but mm-hmm. I mean you need China and, and Xbox, I mean that wasn't great. I mean they made the video and everything. Did you see this in real life? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried not to poison my television with that. Well, it sounds like you watched the video, so we can only guess what he was doing with the surreal life. Uh, no, I, I definitely wouldn't want to watch hey, that video. You brought up the video, but then you poo-pooed the surreal life. Okay, I'm questioning your your uh, standards there, sir. Oh, no, my, my standards are, hey, hey, the surreal life gets mentioned. The video is just, unfortunately, a topic. A point of topic. It's not definitely not something I would want to see. And, uh, it's just not, sure. not, not only... Not only is Tyler not exactly built the best naturally, let alone 
uh, plastically, but who in the world wants to see Sean Waltman with anywhere near, like, I don't want to see him in the singlet, let alone uh, with less clothes on. That That's done. That's not for me. I'm good. I, I just remember, you know, Sean chewing up at this real life house, like, high as kite being like, come on, baby, let's let, take your clothes off and get in the pool with me. And just be like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see what either one of them were packing. Neither do I. No. X-Pac has always been disgusting, but that's a different story. I mean, here's the thing. I, I I was a fan of him when he was the lightning kid in GWF. Mm-hmm. Thought he was an amazing worker. I will never downplay his in-ring prowess. No, you, you have now, to be a fool to. Now, as a human being. That's a whole other ballgame. If you want to call him that. Well, I think he's, he's matured. Yeah, he takes since, care uh, of the special needs dog now. He has a special needs dog? I'm not yeah. even... Is it wrong to say takes one to no one? I think the dog's mouth doesn't shut or something, but he carries it around in a baby carrier. Only that would happen to Sean. Oh, Lord. He he wouldn't be able to make money if he... No, he doesn't shut his mouth. That's how he makes money. Well, only we get Sean's mouth to shut and not open is what I meant. See, I have this like-dislike thing with Sean. Like, I don't know. Of course, I loved his in-ring work for the most part. Um... He couldn't cut a promo to save his life, which is surprising that he's making money on his own podcast. He now. had a couple good po- promos back in the day. Yeah. Three? I mean, name them. I mean, come on. I can't even think of one. I mean, I said three, not to stretch. I can't. I'm going to say one. Uh, the night he came back after WrestleMania, and that's yeah. pretty much it. That was his best promo, and he, we know he didn't write that. There were that. a couple against Jarrett that were good. You what? You want one just really ruined it for me, and it sticks in my head because it was so bad. I can't get any. I can't get any good ones out. It's that whole X Pac and Tory Christmas story promo that he uh, cut. Uh, when well, he came from the, that, that was so bad. Was bad. That whole story was just bad. So bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. The whole, whole X Pac Tory Kane fiasco was cursed. So. Yeah, and and Tori was probably one of their most wasted people because she could actually work. Yes, and 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 that was back when they had women who couldn't work, and they're like, "Hey, we have a woman who can work. Let's not use her." Well, they had three women who could work, and they didn't use that one, and they would barely use Jackie, and then they would every once in a while use Ivory, but they really wouldn't use them together. Well, everyone else was using Jacqueline, so. Oh Lord, let's not go there. <laughs> All right, number three. Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix stay in the Indies forever, push it or bury it. Well, I mean, there's tons of rumors right now that Pentagon's getting looked at by WWE, and I would love to see him do that. I am a, I am a huge Pentagon fan. Um, loved him in everything I've ever seen him in. Huge Lucha Underground fan. Um, I know that's probably surprising for the guy who's the, the wrestling fundamentalist, but um, I, I, I think he's, I think he's amazing. And, um, I think if you had the people who could handle him the right way, he could be huge in WWE. Although I think he would probably be at his strongest in NXT because Triple H would know how to handle him. And then Vince would be like, oh, what are we going to do with him? He, he wears a mask and he's, and I can't see his face. So what am I, I going to do? He's got a mask on. Uh, what are we, can we put him in the cruiserweight division? Ah, he's too big. Ah. He's a thick cruiserweight. What am I going to do with that? Yeah. He doesn't look vascular. Uh, not, 
Not as fast killer as you, boss. Gosh, fence your arms look good today. So if Pentagon, if Pentagon does go, which I doubt, but if he does go, does Phoenix go with him? Yes. I think but so. But he's not, he's not going for two years since they resigned Rey Mysterio. Um, out of torture and out of sheer, they need a cruiserweight. So I think after Mysterio's gone, he's still why did they have to sign Ray Mysterio? I have no idea. Hey, Ray had Ray had a great match at All In. I mean, he 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 could still go. No, he's done. Ray 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 had a good match for the limited use that he was in, and for his age. But he's yeah. got a lot of injuries, oh, and yeah. and he's carrying too much muscle for his frame. And let's be honest, Ray's lost a step, and when your whole gimmick... Oh, of course, he's like 40-something. Right, but in, and like I was saying, when your whole gimmick is that you can do stuff that nobody else can, because and now you've be- lost a step, and people are doing stuff now that you never could do. Phoenix right. can do stuff that Ray never could. Right. Well, you got to remember, Ray Mysterio has that magic power that causes all wrestlers to fall into the middle rope. <laughs> and stay there indefinitely until they get. Here, here's one thing that I'll is give. A really nice here's, power to have. Here's the one thing I'll give WWE credit for. Ray used to do that faint kick in WCW, and it was just a throwaway spot. Yeah, no and one cared. Somebody WCW. was like, "Hey, if you just turn that into kicking people in the face." Yeah, and then we'll then we'll, we'll scream six one nine all the time. Right, and, and it then, became the most over thing. And look. You gotta um, give their creative credit for that because that right. move was nothing in WCW. I was giving them creative credit. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm saying, like, I'm just saying, I'm agreeing with you. Like, you, you really have to give them credit for that because, as a throwaway move that looked cool that he would do every once in a while, um, for them to take that to be his finisher, aside from the you know springboard, you know, Hurricane Rana pin, that was mm-hmm. that was an amazing work of marketing and creative genius on their part. And here's here's my thing with Ray too, okay? Like, did anyone ever see when worlds collide? Yes. Yeah. To me, when worlds collide, people sold Ray Mysterio's moves accurately. There's a spot in there, if you go back and watch it, he does a drop kick off the apron onto Luis Piccoli. And Luis Piccoli basically shrugs it off. Why? Because he was like 130 pounds. Yeah. Luis Piccoli was like 250, you know. When you had big guys who were overselling for someone his size, it took the notch of believability away from me. Now, I'm not saying you can't have the the David and Goliath story where the little guy beats the big guy. Right. But you got to tell the story. He takes the legs out. He's doing the drop kicks to the knees, kicking right. the leg. He's, he's hitting and running. He's going back and forth <clears throat> on the man class. And they did a great story with that with Kay, Casey Catanzaro, but you've got to tell the story the right way. Yeah. You know? But you know, if you're going to say, okay, there's two people that have equal skill and one's bigger and, uh, and one's and one's smaller. If you got equal skill, then physics is going to say that the bigger person is going to win if they have equal skill. And when I go and see him wrestling like Dean Malenko and stuff, especially at first, I was just like, no, I don't buy it. You know, like I beat him, get him, see him beating Brad Armstrong because who 
doesn't beat Brad Armstrong. You know, Brad Armstrong. Uh, right when when he when he beat like you know I think I think he wrestled I can't remember if it was him or who he beat, wrestled Reese from the flock. Oh, that was um Hoovy. Right, <clears throat> like Reese was a flunky, a big tall. He was a seven four flunky. Right, but he was a flunky. No, he was a yeti. He was a yeti. And, and he and he uh, no a yeti. A yeti. I'm sorry. And he was. And they told that story. He was kicking him in the legs. He's kicking him in the knee. Kicks him in the junk. He broke him down, you know. And and he was basically a big lump. And Hoovy just bounced around him. And they yep. told that story. But they they made some some leaps of kind of of like going beyond believability. You know, to me, it's like, yeah, I know it's a work, but give me something I can still sink my teeth into. Right. You know, and I, and I was talking to my friend Matt on the way down to Philadelphia, and and we we're talking, and I was talking about last week, and I was saying like, well, I was trying to explain how it's not that I don't like the new wrestlers, it's not that I dislike the young books, or that I dislike the Kenny Omegas and people like that, because I actually right. do have a lot of respect for them. What I dislike in a, in a dance routines in the middle of the wrestling match, oh, well, you know, <laughs> with their opponents, you know, when a certain wrestler have people grab onto his tiny winky and then he flexes his muscles and flips them. Right. You know, garbage. when, yeah, yeah, exactly. Shakar garbage. Or when you're doing something that very obviously shows you're cooperating with someone else. Right. You know, and this is the analogy that I use. I love Marvel movies. Okay. They're probably in, in film genre in my top three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Them and Star Wars movies. Okay. And, and you could switch this analogy out with either one of I, I know they're fake. Right. I know their work. I know when I'm watching a Marvel movie, I know that's not Robert Downey Jr. doing all the stunts. Right. But if they stop and switch out the stunt man on film, that ruins it for me. You know, they make pains to make sure I know that's not the stunt man. You know, in Infinity War, I know they weren't really on Thanos' home planet. But they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in CGI to convince me they were. Right. You know? So is it too much to, in, to ask in wrestling that they try to convince me they are really competing? That's an excellent question. You know? Wait, hold on. They weren't really on Thanos' planet? That's because it's on a... Well, Ray, this, that's because it's on a planet. He's from Titan. It's a moon outside of... Uh, it's on the side that of the moon. That is true. It's a moon. All right, so sp- speaking of... He is. It was, well, speaking of, you know, being worth it, we were talking, you and I, Ray, we're talking about uh, WW2K. Oh, God. And that, uh, you know, we weren't really looking forward to getting another one. But then they released some interesting footage about 2K19 that... Uh, May be swaying you, won't you? Well, are, let me t- let me ask Wait. you: Are you are you push, are you are you gonna are you gonna bury that? Or are you gonna push it? Oh, I'm gonna bury the fuck out of that game. What a piece of shit! Since 2016 on, it's been a piece of shit. Not, you don't you don't want gold AJ Styles? Nobody wants gold AJ Styles. Nobody wants House of Horrors. 
Nobody wants a roster they're not going to play 90% of the people on. Nobody, nobody wants the the pirate girl from NXT. I I, don't, I do. All right. Well, I'm talking. No, they're about, talking about to play on the game. Yeah, I'm talking about in the game, not really. No, I, I would I wouldn't play this guy. Come on, I love her. Nobody wants 25 205 live guys because let's be honest, nobody watches the shit. So nobody knows who they are. I, I, I want Leo Rush and Ricochet. And I short a fuck and and Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Boycotting no. it for 15 Daniel Bryans. Nobody needs them. Nobody wants them. Yeah, no one wants 15 Daniel. No one wants. I don't want one, let alone 15. We got 15 Daniel Bryans. No Antonio Chapa, but no Hogan. Oh, but the, but uh, the Kalinas are on there. Yeah, but we're gonna, we're gonna get, get Mike and Maria back. Yeah, they were on for two months, so we gotta have them. Nobody even remembers them. I didn't even remember. Yeah. I didn't even realize they were back. It's the stupidest thing in the world, and I, that's why I hate 2K. So I'm I'm not going to buy the game this year. First time since WWF Warzone that I'm not going to buy a game. So well, what if it's in the PlayStation Store and it's the deluxe version and it's 25 bucks? No. I'm just not wasting my money this year. All right, JT. I'm going the opposite way. I've already ordered the woo package. Oh, wait, you you spent a hundred dollars on that? Tell yeah, me, that's like hundred thirty dollars. One hundred thirty dollars on that? No, I didn't spend that much. No, I didn't spend that much. But I got with the part of Ric Flair's robe, the replica Hall of Fame ring, the limited edition Flair Funko Pop. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, but instead of us getting a Ric Flair showcase, we get a, a shitty Daniel Bryan showcase. So that makes sense in the game. Ric Flair so, better find the case to that game too for you. So I uh, it better you know, it, when, it, when, it, when you open the game case, it better play two thousand one. Yeah, but I uh, but see, but I'm you know, but, Flair, but keep in mind, Flair all time favorite tied with Shawn Michaels. So to me, plus I, I really, I just really think having the Replica Hall of Fame ring is really cool to have too. Like that'd be a really cool thing just to have. Well, that that would go on my display, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I understand and, that. And uh, and plus, I you know, I, uh, I I actually really play the games, and I go in and set up, you know, every night having a show. I have an, a classic edition, you know, where I have old WWE and WCW guys, and oh yeah, download creations, and I have put the old belts on them, and then I do, you know, a two hundred five. I do a NXT, I do a Raw, I do a SmackDown, I do a women's show. And so, you know, when I actually have free time, I get a lot of use out of it. In fact, me and a friend of mine used to, you know, do like fantasy booking where he'd book one show, I'd book another, and, you know, trade talent and do super shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I I do the same thing with with 2K. I have, uh, wow, I might got a Raw, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205. Um, I have an ECW show, and uh, I also run... uh, all the old pit characters. Have a bingo hall for it. Yeah, actually, in the community, I downloaded the you know, nice old bingo hall, and then for mm-hmm. Saturday night, I have uh, all the you know fifteen versions of Flair. Fifteen. Have the, have the fifteen versions of you know Flair and and all the old people on uh, Saturday night's main event, and I made that a, a major show with uh, you put old titles on that one. So no, I, I feel you on that, but in thirty two. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bury it myself because I, I don't see the enough problem, of a re- 
to you. It's been the same game for four years. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. It's been a rinse and repeat, and they've got enough of my money. I only bought eighteen because it was on sale, literally for like twenty five dollars. There was a deluxe version. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll spend that. To also, also, I have a new system now. So I was to say, y'all thought you still were rocking a PS3. No, like, I've got a, I've got I've got an Xbox One now. Oh, look at you coming up in the world. All right, all right. Last last push, last barrier to push it. Tessa Blanchard signs with Wow. Pushing that up, bury it. Bury it. Wow was irrelevant in 2001. She's wasting her time and not going to WWE and fighting with Charlie. Well, I mean, she can only go to WWE if they sign her, but I did think I saw that, and, I, and I'm a big Tessa fan, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a step backwards. It's, I mean, you know, she can only go to WWE if they sign her, but. I mean, she's. But she was already match. there. Well, she was only there for one match, right? And that was for the Mayan Classic. And you know, Mayan Classic last year, they made two major mistakes in my book. There are two. First, there was Moolah. Moolah wasn't in the Mayan Classic last year. I thought the name was Moolah first, wasn't it? What was the thing no, with the name that Moolah? That oh, the that battle royal. royal. That was the battle royal. No, the name. Yeah. The two glaring mistakes they made last year was one eliminating Tessa in the first round when she was so fluid, so good, and she just has the it factor. I mean, oh, yeah. she just sizzles on screen and she's so good in the ring and she just has that presence about her. And the other was eliminating Santana Garrett in the first round. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, yeah. Santana looking at that field objectively and having been a fan for almost 40 years, <clears throat> just looking at the wrestlers, she was the most polished of the field in the first round. Mm-hmm. And she was the one you could tell was the most comfortable. She was one who knew what she was doing was the most fluid. And here's the thing. How'd they get Alexa Bliss over it? They got her over by pointing out when she first came up, she looks just like Harley Quinn. They did Margo, we're gonna make her look like Harley right. They did that. And the first thing they did, Santana's always you know pushed her Wonder Woman look. Wonder Woman movie had just come out, and they said, Hey, we've got sure. our Wonder Woman. Why not push her the same way? You know? And and Santana can actually work. She could have gone up to the main roster and outworked most of the women up there. Yeah. I watched Santana on MLW recently, and I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. My one problem with Santana is she seems to wrestle down to competition. When she's wrestling someone who doesn't work well, she doesn't look good. She's like she's like a pro sports team, like an NFL team that just plays down to competition. She like wrestles down to competition. I, I think there's something for being said that one. Keep in mind, she's a trainer. And, and she's one of the only people who, who specifically trains women. Yes. And she, and there's also a thing of like, and, and, and I think even Flair would say this, like, if, if you've got someone who you really can't bring up, you, you kind of sometimes have to come kind of dumb down, you know? And, um, you know, there was a hilarious story, uh, Cornette told about when the Midnights went to Mid South and, uh, they were working at Slaney Poffo and Rick Rude. And Rick Rude was really green, you know, and this is when he's still rude, R O O D. Oh, yeah. 
and he says, and Condry gets him in a head, or he's got Condry in a headlock, and Condry says, all right, I'm going to throw you off. You hit Bobby. Uh, I'm going to drop down, and then you get it again. Or he says, you know, he says, I'm throw you off, hit Bobby. I'm going to drop down, and you get it again. He says, what? Throw you off, hit Bobby. I'm drop down, you get it again. What? I'm going to push you off. When you come to the ropes, you punch Bobby. I'm going to drop down. You drop, you jump over me. When I stand up, you get the headlock on me again. And Rude was just like, um... I'm confused. And he was like, okay, just tag out. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you just have people you work with and they don't get it and you just got to make it overly simple. You know, and I mean, Rude ended up being a great worker, you know. That's true. I, I, that, that's a good point because the MLW does have a lot of workers who are, who are kind of green. Watch Santana against uh, Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. No, I've seen Santana. I've seen her have great matches. I mean, I've seen her have some really excellent matches. I was just kind of surprised to see her not look so good against substandard substandard uh, competition. But you know, that 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 is true. She is a trainer. She does often work with people who who need to get built up. But speaking of built up, I know Ray was hoping that we would avoid this, but Hell in a Cell was on Sunday. So I'm going to go down this card, which Ray's already shaking his head in disgust. Ray, did you even watch this card? I didn't watch that first match. I don't watch pre-card. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he doesn't watch the, uh, the pre-show. But because there was a title on the stake, I included mm-hmm. the pre-show. So for the mm-hmm. pre-show match, we have the New Day champions against Rue 7, 8 in English, uh, where that goes 8 minutes and 49 it's seconds. With uh, Kofi Kingston pinning 8 in English. Uh, in eight minutes and forty nine seconds, I saw the highlights. Didn't watch the pre show. I'll be honest with him. I, 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 I didn't watch the pre show either. To be honest, I, I'm a new day mark to an extent. Um, I love Rusev, but mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of glad that uh, Aiden English uh, attacked him on SmackDown because I, I think Aiden English was is holding him back if they decide to do anything with Rusev to begin with, which I doubt. Um, I actually love the pairing of Aiden English and Rusev. I love having him come out and sing for him. I think it's great. Um, I, I do think it kind of limits what you can do with Rusev as a single, unless he becomes strictly his manager. Um, but but he's, got, he's got he's got Lana. Like, what does he need a, a male manager for? Well, it, it's it's just whether or not what you're gonna do with Lana. They they can't. It seems like they can't decide is Lana a wrestler or is she a manager? Well, you saw her work. She's not a wrestler. Yeah, don't, don't tell her that. Neither, neither, is, neither is Naomi, and they made her champion. Well, she's got more talent than Lana, though. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. I, I would debate that point. I, I think they're pretty much tied in the talentless department. Oh, right, well, let's go to uh, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, <laughs> which Orton goes over in twenty-four minutes and fifty seconds. <laughs> I personally enjoyed this match, but I love watching Randy work, um, and I'm a Hardy Boys fan, so 
it was a great match until the ending where I had to watch Randy Orton roll off the table and then 20 seconds later, Jeff Hardy fell. Well, was it 20 seconds? It was more like three seconds, but it was a little dramatic. It was drawn out. Yeah. And they and they did and they did try to cover it up by saying he lost his grip that he didn't jump that is he just lost his hand grip, um, which at least the announcers tried to cover that up and it was a good match. But here's my problem with it. Um, now we did see Randy's leg get cut open, which was obviously a hard way from I guess yeah. one of the tables, and that looked gross. But here's the thing: it's a cage match. There's no blood. I know WWE is PG and they don't want to have blood, but it's a cage match. Cage matches call for blood. You're slamming people into steel repeatedly. It's unrealistic that you're not going to bleed. A cage match without blood is like having sex with your clothes on. You know, people do that in public places all the time. That's the point. Well, I think they made up for it. instead of anybody getting color, the cage got colored. So yes, because they didn't want to see the blood, so they made the whole cage blood colored, just you know to help you think that there's blood. Yeah, it looked like a McDonald's Playland, which I posted on Instagram. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, it, it took looked- away from watching the match. It's just an eyesore as a it, red cage. It was yes. it was ridiculous, and like I said. Having. What's wrong with the steel cage? What's wrong with the yeah. steel-colored steel cage? Yeah. I, I, as I told one of my friends who wasn't watching, I said, it looks like they have that obnoxious raw light on the cage the whole time. <laughs> it was it, it was a travesty. I, I don't understand what that was all about. But, you know, cage matches call for blood. And you're, if you're having a cage match, no blood. Having sex with your clothes on. Well, I mean, the Hell of Cells traditionally, I mean, you know, first one, you know, HBK, bloodied up to a pulp. Um, obviously, we know what happened with Foley. Um, you know, both times. Yeah, uh, Triple H and Foley. Uh, I mean, the, the Hell in a Cell ones have traditionally have bloody. However, I don't recall um, I mean, anyone getting color in the, the New Day Usos tag. Hell well, no, that's because it's the PG era. But, I mean, have you seen Brock and Taker's Hell in the Cell? Yeah. That was one of the, that was one that of the was a bloody affair. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the bloodiest matches I've ever seen. This one, though, they do claim that that Brock bladed during that match. Well, don't forget uh, DX versus the McMahon's and Big Show. Uh, And by the way, I'm talking about their Hell in the Cell from 2002. Yeah, Yeah, I know that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the one before the and they both bladed in that match. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was the broken hand one with the end. Yeah, and and Heyman bladed too. Yeah, in that one, but. Yeah. They had great chemistry together. Well, oh, my God. Until oh, yeah. the last match at Simerson. But they had great chemistry. Yes, they do. They did. Yeah. All right. So next we've got uh, a, a match I was looking forward to in Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, which I, I thought was stupid that Charlotte had the title to begin with. I mean, she came back after getting her, you know, uh, her upgrades and then got the title and held it for like, you know, here, here, I'm back, you know, give me the belt. And now I get to drop it to someone who I think deserves it. Mm-hmm. See, Becky Lynch gets the pin in 13 minutes and 49 seconds. And Charlotte has now become she Roman. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's not her fault. Unfortunately. They were going to go on a rant on how they transfer the women's title 
to different women every like four weeks. But, you know, I'm going to save that for another time. I just feel like it's never going to get prestige if Charlotte's now like the 19th time women's champion for no reason. It's It was a great match. A great oh, match. Oh, yeah. But it, she didn't need it. It's pointless. And her on SmackDown to me is pointless. She needs to be on Raw. But that's... Well, in all fairness, Carmella held the belt for four months. And I thought she, she did. And she was great. And, before, and and she was great at it. And before that, Charlotte held it. Uh, she held it for almost five months. So I mean, they, it's not like they hopped the title up. But here's the thing, and this is where I have a real issue. There, there, there's always been a long-standing rule in promoting, and that's listen to the fans. They blew a clear opportunity because they're telling this story wrong. Becky is so obvious the baby face here. Yeah, Charlotte is a natural heel. To the trailer, they're born heels. Charlotte Charlotte can't cut a baby face promo. Look, I I respect Charlotte. I think as far as workers go, she's one of the two best female workers they have and and as or she's probably the best worker they have and as far as an overall package, she's one of the two best. Okay. But she can't cut a baby face promo. She doesn't know how to play herself as a baby face. No, because she's not a baby and, face. And then she comes in, she cuts herself into the match, which is the heel move. Right. And then she pins her best friend to win the title. That's which the is the heel, heel move. move. Right. Yes. And then the crowd is hating her. They Everybody wants to see Becky win, but they're trying to make Becky – I mean, this is going over so bad, and the crowd is literally just – just crapping all over Charlotte, cheering for Becky the whole time. There's mm-hmm. like anti-Charlotte fans in the crowd. There, there were multiple reports that there were literally people confiscating anti-Charlotte fan signs in the crowd. Probably like they did anti-rock signs back in the day. Yeah, and, and it's like you're you're telling the story wrong. You, you ha- there have been multiple times they turned it the other way, but Charlotte's just much better as a heel. Becky's much better as a sympathetic baby face. She's got the better story because she's had the hard background. Her career right. almost ended because of injuries. Mm-hmm. She's got those big doe eyes. You just want to feel sorry for her, you know, yeah. while Charlotte's grew up the rich kid and Ric Flair's daughter. And yeah. Charlotte just has that face that you want one of the girls to slap her, you know. Yeah, she yeah. has that. She she gets she plays a smug, mm-hmm. um, entitled, you know, third, you know, second generation. Look, she plays it off well. But yeah, excellent match. Um, great you know, finish. I, I agree. Everything is great except for match was great. It's just yeah. they're telling the wrong story. But, but Becky, Becky right. should be the baby face. I I agree. Right. Um, then we have the tag team match: Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre against Rollins and Ambrose. Where Ziggler gets the pin. That's when I took a potty break. Seven. I, I wasn't. The match itself wasn't anything super great to me. Until I love the finish. finish. Yeah, until the finish was amazing. The timing to set mm-hmm. that finish up, fantastic. But they're wasting them. Drew McIntyre. Yes, they are. He yeah. should be the world champion. Drew McIntyre. Now, when he was in NXT, they used him perfectly. They brought him in and 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 used him. As he should be used, he got hurt. They bring him up, and he's Dolph Ziggler's lackey. And he's, he's, he's diesel to Dolph HPK. But at the same time, he can work. I mean, to me, 
that's the guy I'm going to push over Dolph yeah. because Dolph has been doing the same thing and it's, and it's tired and it's old to me. And you know what? I mean, you got this guy, he's huge. He's good looking. He can work and he's, he's and got the drive and he, you know, WWE said there's nothing there. And he was like, Oh yeah. And he went out and became the biggest star in the world, you know? And he, I mean, literally there was no bigger star on the independent scene than him. Yeah. Until he got off the independent scene. And then you know? Cody took over, but yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Cody came on right when Drew left. Right when Drew left, exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that guy can, I mean, a guy his size that can do that the can moves, move. he can do, right. Yeah. You know, he looks like a million bucks. He mm-hmm. looks like he, sh- you know, you should be putting something on him. You know, he, he, you know, he, he looks like that guy that the girls want to be with, the guys want to be. Yeah. Guy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's somebody hard to go, come somebody that makes Vince right. man go nuts. Oh yeah, right, right. I mean, you, I, 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 I don't see why Vince is going. God, look at it. Yeah, look at the. You know, oh, why, why, why put him? I don't understand putting him with Dolph anyway. Yeah. When you, when you bring, um, even though I'm not a big fan of his, when you bring, uh, I can't stand Dolph. Don't get me started on him. No. Well, not, not Dolph, but I, I, I don't mind Dolph. But I'm so tired uh, of Dolph Ziggler. His, he's never getting over. I don't know why they're trying to force. Well, him. he was over, and then they yeah, killed him. Like but, ten years ago, he, right. his, his time's done. Yeah, um, I'll, get, I'll my, give you my real feelings about Dolph when we get to the main event. Okay. Okay. Well, when um, when you when you bring over, uh, what crap? Now I can't remember his name. Um. What is his name? Drew McIntyre? Not Drew. No, no, no. Um, Dolph Ziggler? No. Roman Reigns? No. Third, third. Um, Dean Ambrose? Oh, sh- hush. Um, no. Uh, they're, 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 par- they're partnered in the three-man band. It's Slater, McIntyre, and... Jinder Mahal? Uh, Jinder oh. Mahal. That's right. So you, so you bring Jinder. Jinder's on Raw now. Why would you just not bring them, have them come back together? You've got two guys who were nobodies, were now these big monsters. Like, why would you not have them just... Well, they off? killed Jinder Mahal off. He's, his character, he'll never recover from that. Well, and, and he never should recover. And let's think about this. The, uh, uh, the three-man band, the guy with the least talent, is the one who's been the world champion. Yeah. But Dude. now he's vascular. Look yeah. at him. Yeah, but... But but he looks like something that you would find hiding under your bed at night. That dude is ugly. But he played a he played a great heel on SmackDown. But I, I here's the thing. I get what they're trying to appeal to India. I get he plays a great heel or whatever. He's a jobber. You know, I mean, gender. It, you don't go from losing matches, you know, enhancement matches on TV to being world champion and expect anybody to take you seriously. I mean, Jinder Mahal is quantifiably the worst WWE champion of all time. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Name one worse. Are we don't wait? Are we staying with WWE World Champion or are we going with World Heavyweight as well during the WWE run? Because that would be the great Kali. Yeah. No, I'd still say Kali's better. No. no. Not, no. Not even close. Pure shit. Uh, because Kali at least no, the- would be believable because Kali could do stuff. And gender, I'm talking. Kali, Kali wasn't doing jobs on TV leading up to his world title run. That's because he can't do a job. He couldn't lay down to do a job. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so that's why he couldn't do a job. Just like Giant Gonzalez couldn't do jobs because he couldn't lay down to do a job. 
Giant Gonzalez did a job. I can send you a video of Giant Gonzalez doing a job. He can only do a job to take her. He's the only one that made it believable that knock him down. No, I got another one. I'll have to send you that one, too. But, no, but he debuts by beating The Undertaker. He was believable because they brought him in as a top guy. Gender, gender, I remember, gender was a jobber and was brought in as a jobber and portrayed as a jobber. And and here's the thing. When people say he was a great heel, he, he was great at saying racist things. And oh, that's what a great heel is sometimes. And saying cheap things. But he could, half the time he couldn't even do his own finisher the right way. And it's not a complex move. But his finisher's whack. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not a complex move. And I can't tell you how many times on pay-per-view he couldn't do the move the right way. Well, now and that's the time of all times you should be doing it. So yeah. we'll never have to worry about him again. Thankfully. All right, next we've got AJ Styles uh, versus Mo and Joe. Uh, AJ gets the pin, not surprisingly, at 1859. Actually, uh, I was surprised by that. I wasn't surprised at all because AJ's going to, bre- to break CM Punk's streak. It's going to happen. Yeah, um, he's not going to lose the title until he passes that. He'll Brock probably already like, passed it. Yeah, no. But no one cares. Mm-hmm. People well, are, Brock, well, Brock's a different title. He never beat CM Punk straight. Right. Brock is the universal title. CM right. Punk, but, but they're already, WWE is already hyping it that he's the longest reigning champion of the modern era. But no and one's buying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't defend it, but that's because CM yeah. Punk defended it all the time. Right. But and AJ's defending it all the time, and and, yeah. and he's still over. He's well, not. He he's going to hit 500 days before he drops that thing. And I saw AJ Friday. I know. I saw the picture. He's lucky. Yeah. So be. Um, and he is tiny. He's a small. He's, a, he's like he's five, like nine. five nine. Yeah, he's yeah, five he's nine. Small. Yeah. Yeah, he's my height because they advertise him as five eleven, and and I got over close to him, and I'm like. He's five nine, and there's no way he's two hundred and anything. Oh no, no, no. that man's yeah. one hundred eighty pounds. Well, yeah. it was predictable he was going to win because Samoa Joe always has to look for the pool. So AJ was going over, <laughs> going over. Clearly, AJ he's he's AJ. He looks better. Um, I, now to me, this this match was always good because AJ and Samoa Joe always put on great matches. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how that how Daniel Bryan and 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 botch mode. Are 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 over on the car, higher on the car than he is, and Rousey and Bliss are higher on the car than he is, and then like that makes no sense to me. Well, I uh, feel like they've they've made the WWE title the secondary title, which it should not be. No, it, it's the, the title. Title. Yes, it should be the title, but they don't see it that way. Whatever's on Raw is the top title. It's ridiculous. Just dumb. It, they're yeah. shitting on their own company. Right. The title's named after their company. Right. It's not the, yeah, it's, yes, there's not W Universal. It's, yes. Well, I guarantee if they do a brand trade next year and they switch the titles, then they'll have, then WWE title will start being the main event. Yeah, they won't do that though because I'm sure they want the WWE title on Fox when they go to Fox. Because that's when SmackDown will be the number one show. Right. Um, we got Daniel Bryan and Bachmo versus Miz and Maurice. Wait, are we not going to talk about the finish of that match? What happened in the end? Well, it was Styles and Joe. Yeah, where the tap out. Uh, well, no, because because you no, know, no, you know why? Because it's in front of the story. Because AJ's not going to lose because he's they're not going to have. Yeah, him. but I actually here's my thing. I think that actually made AJ look bad because AJ's supposed to be Mister Christian, nice guy, Mister Integrity, and stuff. 
And then oh, AJ, they don't, but they don't they don't play on to that really. And then yeah. AJ doesn't acknowledge he tapped out. You of know, not. he wants to say the champion, but that's he won the title with a low blow. I mean, come on. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm like, you know, AJ. I don't know. I just thought it made him look bad because, like, he keeps up such an image, and and they do actually play into a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And 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 he's you know Mr. Wholesome. Yeah, not as much as they did for like Sean. Like yeah. they they were all, all constantly talking about Sean's face, where AJ is more implied. But he, but you know, and so it's. Uh, yeah. you know, I didn't but, like the finish. It, it's it's overdone. Ever since uh, Bret Hart, uh, Rowdy Piper, WrestleMania, they've been doing it all. Like I don't. Know. It just just annoys me. Well, they, they at least they wait a few years between doing it, and this was different because there was the tap, and I haven't seen the double tap pin since uh, Taker and Angle in yeah. uh, 2002. So at least it's been a while. July 4th, 2002. All right, so then yeah. we got uh, – I, I don't even want to talk about this match because I just can't stand the fact that they had it. Can we just um, skip it? Yeah, so uh, Maurice pins botch mode at 12.59. In a, in a bathroom break of a match, and nobody gave two shits. Yeah. Um, re- I, I, I'll say this. I actually watched it and enjoyed it because Maurice pr- played the perfect old school heel, refusing to lock up with Bree, refusing to tag in, refusing to meet her. Um, the psychology of the match was good, and they did a great job by not letting Bree into the match yes, until the very end. Right. Wants to see her mess anything else up. Well, and, and and here's the funny thing, and I thought about you, Matt, while I was watching this, because right up until the very end, even when Brie got in, I was like, wow, she hasn't botched anything yet. And then she botched the pin. <laughs> exactly. All right. And I was like, oh, I thought too soon. For yeah. some reason, I don't think Maurice can uh, take bumps. She hasn't actually been in a match match where she actually was physical. That's a good point. I've never really seen her take a real bump either. Every time she's in there, she has a reason to get out. So I don't know if something's going on, but yeah, she hasn't taken a bump. Well, she did just have a baby. She she did just have a baby. But that was even before she had the baby, when she first came back with the Miss. She was in a match, and she didn't take a bump either. That's true. All right, moving on, because we're running low on time here. Uh, Rousey versus Bliss. Rousey submits Bliss in 12 minutes. Now, I know you like to hate on Rousey, but this match, you know, not just me, all across the board, um, you know, every wrestling website, Bleacher Report, everybody claimed this match glowing reviews. Rousey showed she could sell in this match. They worked a much better match. They protected Alexa in this match. Um, Rousey worked a completely different match. Now, she still can't do that spinning Samoan drop thing that she's using as a setup, which wow. also makes no sense as a setup to the arm bar. Um, and, and, and her working arm bar doesn't look that good, which doesn't make any sense because she's supposed to be the master of the arm bar. It doesn't look that good. And I don't see why they don't play more into Lexi being double jointed. But they, I mean, but overall, they told a good story with that match. And I, I mean, obviously, because they let Lexi call the match, but, um, but Rhonda sold. She didn't just go in there and be like, I'm going to be a beast and not do anything. She sold. She got her butt kicked for, you know, 11 and a half minutes, um, and then made the comeback. Um, and it was 
a lot better than people were expecting it to be. I'm not saying it was a five-star match, but it was better than she's expected. She's definitely getting better. She's improving. And, and yeah, she, but she's not there yet. Yeah, I would agree. She She's improving. Um, as I, I just don't think that they're booking it well. Um, for being a legitimate fighter, I think she should be bulldozing people still. Yes. Uh, protecting her. She should be a heel. She should, and she should, and she definitely be a heel. And whoever's doing her makeup needs to stop because she looks terrible. Yeah, yeah I whoever's think doing her hair, except for this one, her hair looked good. Other times, her I, hair looked a mess. I actually think they should have taken the belt off of her here because you had her injured. You had the two heels at ringside, and give her something to overcome now. If you're going to make story. her a face, yeah, because something that's actually a challenge to her. Because you, you, you get the two heels to knock Natty out, ram her face first in the steps or something. You have them, you know, do something to her ribs at ringside, have Lexi put her in a Boston Crab or something like that, where she passes out from the pain. She won't tap out, you know, right. she passes out from the pain, make her a hero. And she's, and now she's got something to come back for at No Mercy or whatever they're doing next month. Right. And and then you've got a bigger story. Evolution is next month. Right. Yeah. All right. Ne- next one. Last one is Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Hell in a Cell, Mick Foley referee. Wait, before we get to that, um, you've got Rhonda and the Bella Twins on the same team no, in don't, Australia. Don't, don't, no, don't, 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 don't. How how don't, how many? Who do you think is going to botch more? Because neither one of the Bellas can work. Um. And Rhonda is so new. I, I'm, I'm not bl- saying she's a better worker. She's just new. But no, she's a better worker than both Bellas already. And, and yeah. so, who do you think is going to have the most botches? Bree botch mode, clearly. Bree. Unless they don't tag her in, which hopefully they don't. Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, no contest in about 24 minutes. My one question is, how do you have a no contest in a Hell in a Cell match? This, there's, this, there's no freaking rules. This this ruined the whole pay-per-view. The show was good up until this. I was really enjoying the show. Um, I, I, I had not enjoyed SummerSlam. I you know, I'd hated SummerSlam. Um, and this show I was enjoying. And then we got to this. And first you get all the ridiculousness with their teams coming in and fighting on top of the cage in the most contrived spots ever. Yeah, that was stupid. And and they're bringing weapons up there, and then they're just doing just the most contrived. And 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 you get uh, you got uh, Seth and 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 um, Dolph on the side. Oh, I'm gonna ram your head. I'm gonna ram your head. Let's ram both our heads at the side, you know. And I was waiting for someone to hopefully just push Dolph off the top of the cage, so we never have to see him again. Um, that's my true feelings about Dolph there. But, oh wow! Tell them how you feel. And then there's, and then the whole there's one point where, and then the whole time they're fighting, Roman and Braun are just down in the ring, just the whole time, just laying there, you know. And I mean, what was so devastating that for ten minutes you guys are just laying there? And why hasn't the referee counted both of you out? Yeah, exactly. it made no sense. And then at one point, all four guys are laying on top, so you got two guys laying down the ring and four guys laying on top of the cage, and it was just. It's completely stupid. It was crap. And then you bring Brock in, and he comes in and F5s everybody. And instead of just being like, oh, come on, get up, it, it's just, it, it just ruined the show. And another case of WB not listening to the crowd, just like they did with Becky, 
So yep. you take your most over female character and, and try to force her to be a heel. Now the guy who seems to be the most over guy, Braun, you go, okay, well, he's facing Roman. We got to have Roman as a face. So let's try to turn Braun heel when nobody wants to boo Braun. No, exactly. And, could, and that's stupid. Yeah. I could sum the match up in one statement. It was worse than Mick Foley's perm. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, there's, there's, there's no foul in that, Ray. You killed that. That's going to end this episode inaugural episode of Breaking Ring Rust. Until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. This is a Jeep Nation production. Your host, Rocky Mr. Magic, JT and Ray. Until next time, peace. Oh, no!